Weather delays, weather delays, weather delays. Every situation certainly is different, but coaches that have been around the sports landscape as head coaches for a longer period of time, I would definitely say I have a better understanding of how to handle a weather delay for any particular situation that pops up. And it's a story we discussed earlier in the Fast Lane, and if you want to share your thoughts, please do. Fast Lane, Ed Lane, where you listen to podcasts and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram as well. Um, We'll be glad to get to those. If we can later today, we know we owe you some more feedback, so we'll probably get to some of that with Ben K- after Ben Cates of NewsAdvance.com joins us in just a second here in the fast lane. One other point, though, to make when it comes to that, every situation is different when it comes to that, but again, I think the biggest value is coaches that either have been through this themselves or have allies that are former head coaches and can work through these type of strategies make a world of a difference. We touched on it from the college angle, but I think it's very prevalent for the high school angle as well because we had high school football weather delays this past weekend, including Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football, presented by TrostLaw.com this past weekend. Didn't have much of an impact in that game. 42-0 was the final for JF over Halifax. Uh, You know, I I feel comfortable saying the result, JF victory, Halifax loss, was going to hold up whether they resume the game in full, in part, or very minimally as happened to be the case. But it was there in other areas, and I'm sure is one of the stories that you'll be hearing even more about over the years. Maybe a good off-season topic when Ben Cates can dive into this a little bit further for NewsAdvance.com, but he's covered high school sports for a while, he has great perspective, and he's gracious enough to join us in the fast lane. Ben, a pleasure to be speaking with you today. Um, From the high school sports angle, what difference have you noticed over the years? You cover a lot of spring sports where weather actually pops up even more, but you've covered high school football as well. The value of coaches that have been head coaches for a while and can understand how they handle these type of delays, especially with the new generation of athletes where, for better and worse, the phone is always a temptation. Yeah, thanks for having having me, Ed. Um, As always, it's a pleasure. you know, it's it's interesting. We had a an hour and forty five minute rain delay on Friday night. I was hanging out with um with some mutual kind of radio buddies of ours, I'm sure. Um, and I was just kind of thinking about how that that very thing. Um, Heritage was playing Appomattox. Appomattox was winning six to zero at the time, and you know, no, nobody wants their athletes to go sit for an hour forty five. You know, um, but I think in the case of Heritage, you know, they're using that to, with a lot of young athletes, and Heritage is, is super young this year. We've got sophomores out there starting, um, and somebody like Brad Bradley of the Pioneers is probably using that time to say, look, guys, everything's good. Here's what we need to do, though. Here's the adjustments we need to make. And you've got plenty of time to make those adjustments. And I say that because... I know how um, guys like Brad Bradley work, how their minds work. They're taking all that time to all the time that they have in that rain delay to really get their guys straight. Um, and so I think th- same thing with uh, with Appomattox on the other side. You know, those coaches are great over there too, and they certainly know how to implement a plan. So um, yeah, it's always interesting when something like that happens to see how the game maybe changes, um, how it turns, what transpires after that rain delay whether you know kids come out with energy or or not ben uh, we have to ask you brad bradley is there ever a time where 
I mean, heck, during a 30-second timeout, he'll be coaching guys all the way up to long periods of time. I can only imagine during a weather delay, he's probably looking for tablets and anything he can get his hands on to diagram with all portions of the team. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he is. And then also, like that guy's um, brain, he's he's just so sharp, you know. So he's got things he he wants to tell um, each and every player. I'm sure. So, you know, it's you, you give um, Mother Nature kind of gives somebody like that a little bit more time to prepare once they've already been on the field and seen what the opposition is doing, um, and. Uh, he certainly takes advantage of it. That's a question we're going to probe even deeper into with Ty in a moment because Ty played for Brad Bradley and has experience with uh, the head football coach of the Heritage Pioneers. They get ready to battle Jefferson Forest, presented by TrostLaw.com, with the 6.30 p.m. East Coast Wings and Girl Tailgate Show this coming Friday. Looking ahead to the start of district play for most every program now in our region, um, Heritage. We've seen this from them before, right? Where some years they've got some playmakers offensively, but because they are so young there, they've aimed to rely on defense and they've been able to back it up, including this year with two games where they have not topped the 30-point mark, but where they've still been able to be in control because of their defense much more than their offense. Yeah, absolutely. I think that defense is much more advanced or a little more advanced at this point than the offense. The offense has... Um, some work to do, I think, um, but it is a work in progress. You know, when I um, they started out really slow Friday um, offensively, and then kind of came together for uh, a few series, and and it was enough uh, to kind of to kind of push their way past Appomattox. And I suspect it will be like that for a decent stretch of time, probably, especially since we are dealing with so many new starters at Heritage. Um, you know, I think they will be able to do enough to get by eventually, though. You hope that they um, kind of become more seasoned and um, start start really playing up to their full potential. I think, you know, if we're talking about Heritage versus Jefferson Forest, JF has been in the past in that kind of situation, right, where they the num- maybe they just didn't have the numbers or um, the kids were kind of progressing and working towards something. And now you've got a JF team that I think, you know, Heritage probably hasn't encountered a JF team um, that is that is playing this well in, in, in quite some time now, you know, probably four or five years. That's a good point also because when people think of playing Heritage, you think you have to bring your game offensively. And that's not always incorrect, of course, because they have explosive elements to Brad Bradley's offense. But how much of a test for Jefferson Forest this Saturday will be based on whether they can play enough defense to hang with a potential rock fight that could become because Heritage has shown over the course of two games they are capable of that? Yeah, you know, um, able to, the defense for JF will have to be able to sustain possibly long, possibly long drives by Heritage. Um, Brad Bradley's really good at stretching out the clock. Um, or, or just just eating eat, eating it away, you know, and um, and so can can the defense kind of withstand that, and then can the offense punch back when Heritage does does score? I think I, it, it, sometimes it's just difficult to know what to expect. I think, um, but I do expect this one to be rather interesting for sure. Jefferson Forest Cavalier football presented by TrostLaw.com starts with a 6:30 p.m. East Coast Wings and Grill tailgate show. This coming Friday, 
from Sabre Stadium as Jefferson Forest and Heritage will battle it out. That's their district opener for each of those two teams on our sister station, the Virginia's Talk Station app, 100.9 FM. Ask your smart speaker, stream WIQO, and of course, virginiatalkradionetwork.com. There are other storylines, however, at the start of district play. One of them potentially being this, and get curious to get your thoughts on this, Ben. People have pointed to Jefferson Forest as a sleeper team this year, and they are undefeated entering district play. Is it reasonable to say that maybe the other sleeper team that hasn't gotten a lot of attention but is worthy of it would be the Rustburg Red Devils and the fact that they seem to be getting better and better each week and have a championship-proven head coach in Burt Torrance? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I expect really big things out of this Rustburg team this year, and I think the kids at Rustburg understand that and know that, and I think they're kind of aware that, hey, we're, we're better than we've been in a long time. Um, you have to go back pretty far um, to like early 2000s when Rustburg was was probably you know had had just a complete kind of package. I, I've said before they're really big up front offensively, and and uh, say it again. I mean because I think that is what generates allows that offense to really to really get going. Um, but yeah, I think uh, you know if. A good defensive plan, a good defensive coach in Burt Torrance, and uh, I think I think the offense is there, and I think Rustburg um, is going to be a really tough team to beat in the Seminole this year. Ben, among the other topics as well, include who's at the top of the district, LCA. What kind of statement did they make in opening their brand-new football stadium with a very focused performance in that dominating victory against Franklin County that featured what you'll probably think you need to be able to make a deep run into November and early December, which is Gideon Davidson shining along with the defense. Yeah, I think it's important for that program to have um, its its own football stadium um, and, and a place to that that they can kind of you know call home their their own home. You know, previously they played in in Williams Stadium and. Uh, I think the the thing with LCA was well we we don't really have a home. Well, they did they, they got to play on a college on a college campus. Uh, but um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a really really great moment for them uh, in the midst of a, what is most likely going to be a really great season. Um, a number of Division One. Um, players on that team, you know, Gideon Davidson, the running back, gets gets um, a lot of the press. But there's a lot. There are a lot of really talented guys on that team. I look for this LCA team to be um, better than the one that went to the state championship a couple years ago. Um, I think it. Um, I think it most likely, if it stays healthy, it will be playing on the last day of the season in Class Three. When you look at teams at the beginning of district play that need to get off to a fast start. Who's got your attention the most and why? I'm so, re- repeat that. I'm sorry. Sure. Ben Cates, NewsAdvance.com, and at Ben Cates 8 on Twitter, as Ben is with us here in the fast lane. When you look at teams that need to get off to a fast start at the beginning of district play, who's got your attention and why? I think it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see EC Glass. Obviously, this week we'll, we'll get out to a, to a fast start um, against Liberty. You know, um, be interesting to see how long those those players stay in stay in that game. I'm talking about the starters, the stars. Sure. Um, and um, 
Glass would really needs to get off to a strong start because they still have LCA, because they still have Heritage, because they still have Rustburg. And, you know, you don't want to look too far ahead to those games, but those are going to be some really big games for for Glass um, especially. And, you know, every, every team has, at this point, you have your whole Seminole slate ahead of you, so everybody has has a lot of tough Seminole games in front of them. Um, but, you know, you, you always want to get that first one and then um, and then breathe a little easier, and I think Glass will do that on Friday. So you mentioned that point, and we'll wrap up with Ben Cates of NewsAdvance.com with us here in the fast lane right now on that principle. But for Jamar Lovelace, he's an experienced head coach. We've touched on the value of that and coaches that just understand how to handle these situations and dynamics. How much of the focus, if you're that particular coaching staff, you know this is a down year for Liberty. The scoreboard has not lied through the first three weeks uh, that JF, uh, excuse me, that Liberty is a prohibitive underdog against EC Glass. How much of your focus as a coaching staff, though, needs to be first and foremost on making sure your starters are ready to come out and play focus so that you can get an early lead that you believe you're capable of handling, and then having the presence of mind to prepare your second string players for particular situations and play calls that they might find themselves in, obviously knowing you've got the comfort of a pretty large margin at hand, which is what most people would expect. Yes, all of that is is important, and I think just overall, um, you want to have a good showing. And um, whether you're going into a game um, against a rival that's really good or you're going up against, you know, the kind of the bottom of, of the district, um, no matter who you're playing, you want to have a good showing. And if you don't have a good showing, your coach is not going to be very happy, regardless of if you win. And I don't even care if you blow them out. Um, if you're not having a good showing and you're not playing well and you're not conducting yourself well, on the sidelines, then somebody like Jamar Lovelace is not going to put up with it. Um, so I think, you know, the, this it's one of those games where you say, hey, fan, the fans may not be as excited about it or uh, players may not be as into it, but you still have to stay focused out there um, because – like I said, you don't you don't want those those coaches coming after you. <laughs> Not at all, and it's an opportunity there that's under the radar. You don't take them for granted, but uh, it's that delicate balance for EC Glass, somebody who does a great job balancing out things as delicately as possible. Ben Cates of NewsAdvance.com with us here in the fast lane, Ben. A pleasure to speak with you, and uh, we'll wish this for you, like we uh, selfishly wish for our own selves here at the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Smoother Friday this week than last week. Thank you, Head. I appreciate it. Indeed. Ben Cates with us here in the Fast Lane from NewsAdvance.com. Ty, we got to now ask your thoughts on something we discussed with Ben Cates. You played for Brad Bradley, correct? Yes, I did. So you're very familiar with the Heritage Pioneers head football coach. Could you imagine playing for him and having idle time during a weather delay to scroll on your phone? You got to hit the off button there, by the way, so we don't get the dial tone. Or would he have every moment of that weather delay occupied with some form of self-improvement for probably everybody who had taken a snap? Actually, I'll tell you this one story real quick. This one story. Fire away. Enlighten us. Sophomore year. Gosh, we was I forgot who was playing. It was like the last game. And I thought we played terrible. We, we played terrible. I remember we played terrible. And I thought the game was six to zero. 
it was six to zero because I remember Javante Parrish, everybody was our quarterback. That's when Javante was there. We played so terrible, but it was halftime. And the score was six to zero at halftime. That tells you right there. I remember Coach Eric, the office, the office lineman, and the uh, office coordinator. Gosh, I, it was a senior because I was a sophomore. Man, I'll tell you. If you had like the cuss button, you probably be like left it, just left your finger on there the whole <laughs> time. Coach Eric ripped this guy. He was a defensive end because I was his back backup, but I played. But he ripped him so bad. I told him he was on his phone and like it was straight quiet. And I think Coach Brad was doing adjustments. Him and Coach Mel was doing adjustments. Then you know Coach Eric comes. He comes out jump like smooth, like so smooth, like walking calmly. And you just heard this fireworks the whole time with Coach Eric because he was on the player was on his phone. Player thought he got away with it. You could get away with the Coach Eric if you got with it. Got away with it. That's so you a good one. But with Coach Eric, he spots everything like every, eyes in the back of his head. Yes, kind of, like um, the parent who's like, I got eyes in the back of my head. Yes, and you believe it? Oh my God, it was so it was so bad. But it was like we all turn around like, Yo, what's going on? And he was like, Oh, never mind. V. We we worry about Coach Brian and Coach yeah. right now. So that, that's that player's what getting chewed out, and you're like, I'm not getting in the middle of that. That's your own problem. Nope, nope, nope. So that's why I was like, yeah, God, if you got a phone in front of him, man. So if you're out on your phone, if you play for Heritage and you try to whip that phone out during a weather delay, do so at your extreme risk. Correct. Yes, I mean you do. You're a brave soldier, but uh, you're a brave soldier. <laughs> yeah. say you're a brave soldier. Would you but. say brave or yo? Know, there's bold, and then there's just plain stupid. You're just a brave soldier if you do that. You I like go, the what? diplomatic response. You did not take the bait that we tried to throw out there, but I get what you're saying. I honestly think again. We discussed this earlier. That's the way to handle inclement weather. Mm-hmm. Business is business. I don't care what you do afterwards, within reason, of course. I mean, you can't be going out there, like, getting arrested or doing dumb things. But, you know, you be on your phone. You want to do whatever you want to do to blow off steam. Look, everybody's done it before. You're in the waiting room somewhere. You're in line at the store. And you got a couple minutes to spare. And you're scrolling through your phone. Guilty is charged everybody. But when you got business to take care of and it's in the middle of competition, you got business to take care of. I, I run competitively. I get out to start racing. That phone stays in the car. We worry about the phone whenever the race gets done. That, and I'm a grown-up, and I'm just paying to enter a race. Which, by the way, if you want to enter a race at a much better rate than you could get anywhere else, InsaneRadioDeals.com is where you need to go. Star City Half Marathon and 10K registration from us is open with extra specials. Over 40% off the list value of that. Get it now. InsaneRadioDeals.com will hook you up with a coupon code that you can use for each individual entry at InsaneRadioDeals.com. When we return, we'll get into the weeds on the running game at a place like Liberty, Virginia Tech, and maybe Virginia as well. Lessons that can be learned and transferred going forward. All of that's still to come. This is the Fast Lane across the Virginia Talk Radio Network. <laughs> 